a listener production. Hi, and welcome to Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Broadsheet's Editorial Director, Katja Vaktel, and the host of this 10-minute guide to Melbourne. It's been 12 years since fine diner Voudemont moved into the 55th floor of the Rialto office tower, and that means it's also been 12 years since the restaurant had a major renovation. Vu's going to close for two months in July, and executive chef Hugh Allen is here to tell us a little bit about what we can expect. Welcome, Hugh. Thanks for having me. For those who have been lucky enough to dine at Vu, or even just go to the bar, it's a pretty beautiful place as it is. So what was the reason behind kind of shutting down for a couple of months and revamping? I mean, I think it's important for any restaurant to continue to evolve, especially like View. Like it opened in 2000. Mm. It was originally in Carlton Driving Street where yeah, Doc Pizza is terrace. now. Yeah. yeah, originally it was a little terrace, little sort of more French sort of bistro style food and then it just kept evolving and in 2005 it moved to Normandy Chambers, which is in Little Collins Street. And then where View is now used to be the old observation deck in Melbourne. So there used to be a little cafe and you could walk around and have a look. But then when Eureka was built, it was obviously no longer needed as an observation deck, so it was sitting there empty, and that's when the Grollo family, who built the Rialto, approached View to say, like, why don't you move up here? And that was, yeah, 2009, 2010, and then they started the process and then moved and opened in 2011. It must be exciting then, as someone who cares about that evolution, to know that you're going to be walking into a space that is also custom-designed in a way for, I guess, the kind of things you want to do with View. Yeah. The restaurant's... Again, like even from the style of the food, the, the the service has changed so much over 20 years, even the last 12 years since we've been there. And the way people dine out um, has changed. So, and, and also just, it, you know, things things get tired, you know, furniture and yeah, and equipment gets to end of life. And it's just, it gets a point where you end up spending more on maintenance and, yeah. and stuff like that. So the technology in the kitchen would evolve technology changes pretty quickly. Lighting, like the lighting design is like nuts. Like when you speak to a, like a lighting consultant and they come in, it's like, oh, like all the stuff you can do on different settings and modules. And like when you walk in, it will look obviously different, especially the bar. They'll be completely knocked out. But a lot of it will be very behind the scenes, but improve the guest experience dramatically. And I do think, you know, an on-off button for most places is actually fine. Yeah. That's what you need. <laughs> but Voudemont is obviously yeah. one of the most influential restaurants in the country. Yeah. People spend, you know, a lot of money to go and dine and yeah. have this incredible experience. So something like lighting is yeah. actually kind of crucial, Yeah. especially when you're that high and the light's changing all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, for those who don't know, when you're on the 55th floor, of the Rialto, the way the light is moving around that building changes everything, the way the food looks and the way the restaurant looks. So let's start with actually some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff which you're most excited about, the kitchen upgrades. What's a piece that you're really looking forward to having in the kitchen? We actually just got it, the new combi oven from Germany. It's a a double stack and geeky, but it's a 6 and 10 stack and it holds like, so that's how many gastros it holds. What's a gastro? Uh, So gastronomes is is a sort of commercial sort of, I guess, roasting pan in a home version and it's called a gastro one, but then they all fit into each other. So, you know, a six pan will fit into a gastro one six times, a a nine pan will fit into it nine times. So those little containers you see, chefs, like those little metal veins, gastros, that's where they all fit into each other. So a six and ten holds six ones. Okay, so yeah. it means like a, lot, a, big, more, a big oven. A big oven. <laughs> a big oven. And what kind of dishes would you be cooking um, in that? Everything. You can steam stuff. You could sous vide stuff. You can roast stuff. But also the cleaning cycle, like the cleaning cleaning function is like incredible. Like it's it's nuts. Like so that's going to be a nice for the people yeah. who are used, used to cleaning there. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like you'd spend like an hour 
scrubbing it with Chef Eddie. He would get sandpaper out and like sands all the sort of char marks that it obviously get into an oven. Yeah. But this, you just like click it, switch a button and just like overnight and just like comes back and it's brand new. And yeah. yeah, it's nuts. Like just little things like that. It actually makes working more enjoyable and more efficient because there's technology that does stuff for you that used to spend hours trying to clean or like set a setting and, and now you can just, bloop, yeah. just there it is. More time to focus on the, I guess, dish construction. Dish construction and also just guest experience. Like you can spend more time taking guests around, chatting guests and not worrying about I know that it's been an hour on the oven, you know, like yeah, exactly. get, get that done. So there's all that. And then, you know, induction technology is like dramatically improved. Um, you know, 12 years ago when we went in, we, we put induction in, we're all electric upstairs, but the technology just improved again vastly. Um, the amount of power they use, um, yeah, the speed they like can, yeah. you know, you can put a pot, pot of water on and it's boiled in, you know, seconds versus... In the old ones, which be a couple minutes, or even gas, which you know even longer. So yeah, yeah, just just all that, and then extractions technology. Like obviously, you know, people are more focused on health and air quality and all that kind of stuff. So extractions are better, filter air better. Yeah, so there's all that kind of stuff, which I, I know guests could not no, care less. But <laughs> even if they don't know about it, they might not realize, but their experience is going to be made yeah. better because of yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. That must be so exciting for the kitchen team. So leaving the kitchen, tell us about what's going to be happening to the dining room and particularly the bar. So the bar will be completely different. So that's getting walls to floor to, you know, everything is getting ripped out. Right now, if you've been up there, it's a sort of big bluestone bar. The originally fit out was sort of based around all like Australian materials and that will continue. So Melbourne quarried bluestone, all the furniture is all kangaroo leather, Australian wools, all natural materials. So that will continue, but just um, just redone in, in different ways. So the bar is going to be the sort of circular bar. In that same spot? No, to, that the, to the spot? left. So sort of more on the corner of the building. So you sort of, if you sit, if you're a solo person, just come for a drink, your viewing experience and your drinking experience is much nicer. You'll be surrounded by sort of city, you see Upper Park, Bullfield Bay, a bit of the Botanic Gardens. The relocation of the bar is important because yeah. right now you don't necessarily, in the seat you're in, you, you might not be looking out of the windows. No, you correct? might not be looking out, but also... It's just a huge space. Like at the bar right now, it's like this massive rectangle, like real mega block of stone. Um, and those all the seats just sort of pop around the window. And, and the furniture originally, because, you know, there's an event space on the other side. So it's, all the furniture was very sort of like designed to be moved around a bit and, and temporary. So it's going to be much more permanent, much more luxurious, much more comfortable and then better just viewing experience. And that's a big thing. Like, you know, people all come up for a drink and they see people get up from the window like, oh, can I move there? Can I move there? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, so making every possible seating area nicer. The dining room proper, there's a new sound system, some yeah. lighting. Are they the main things that we'll see? Yeah, so there's, no, there's all like a new wall treatment. Right now it's just like sort of painted plaster, but it's all going to be charred wood. It's going to be, I think, jarra, Australian wood, and it's going to be oiled and then torched and burnt. It's just like black wood essentially, but it's nice and charred. And then there's some huge lighting differences um, with like spots on the tables and, and a new sort of art piece from an uh, artist called Lisa Worthington in, in um, Mornington Peninsula. She's done this big blown fly-fly glass ceiling, which is looking amazing. Brass tree arms and that's going to go over the one of the tables in the private dining room. The dining, yeah, the event spaces are getting quite a significant refurbishment, aren't they? Yeah. So what can you tell us about that? So it's all getting ripped out. The ceiling's going to get this sort of acoustic sculptural treatment. So it's it's for acoustics, obviously, because the event space can be loud. But it looks, like, really beautiful. It's like something you would see in, like, a Melbourne recital scene or something. Like, it's really a sculptural acoustics. Now, you're obviously constantly evolving the menu. 
Does the renovation change that evolution at all? Have you started thinking about some of the dishes you might no, now be able def- to create? We've got a big list. Like we'll, we've got like a lot of ideas and then when we come back, probably a month before we open, we'll get sort of the senior team and, and we'll go start working on all the R&D for the new menus. Are there any dishes you can uh, reveal or talk about yet or even the beginnings uh, of? Well, nothing's really done. We're, we're right now working on like a dish made from the Marin's head. That was for the last one we're doing. Like So the um, like more and more like sustainability, which it always has been part of you, but it's become more and more of a focus. Things just become less available, like inconsistent, and um, so you know, using more of more of everything. Um, but we're doing this dish with Marin's head, which is like the coral. Um, I guess it's like people say head gut sometimes, but it's it's, it's really delicious. But we're making a uh, almost like a it sounds gross, but like a set custard. But I promise you, it's not. <laughs> um, I can't imagine anything yeah, that you guys yeah. do is not beautiful. <laughs> It'd be cool, but yeah, just so we're working on a new Marin. We've had a Marin dish on now. Which has been on as one of the first dishes I'd put on when I was when I started, um, and sort of just become a bit of a like, super popular and people love it. So yeah, it's but, photographed a lot that that dish. Yeah, but it's time like it's just you know th- thankfully it's like it's a good time just to be like now yeah, like, we can we can we can change and the the whole new menu besides the souffle which has been on it's sort of like a souvenir. what about the sausage that's gone no, that's, that's gone long gone yeah it's okay. gone yeah no no it's gone the sausage sizzle. Um, <laughs> That's gone. It's actually quite a good segue you're talking about. Obviously, you're sitting, you know, you're going to be taking a break for two yeah. months. I shouldn't say necessarily a break. No, a bit of a break. <laughs> bit of a break. Um, for those who also don't know your professional history, I mean, you have basically been working nonstop. We'll take out the COVID era yeah. when, in which you were still you were still working. You were still yeah, cre- yeah. you were still creating yeah, things. Yeah. <laughs> But you've been working nonstop since 15. Yeah. So you apprenticed at Rockpool from 15. You moved to VU. You're the chef de party by 18. Then you head across to Copenhagen for three years with Noma, which is obviously an incredible experience. Come back and you're the sous chef at VU, but then you're made executive chef pretty quickly. Again, accepting that COVID period. Yeah. Now that you're kind of also back in work, work format and that kind of rhythm, it must must be nice to know you've got yeah. a couple of months. No, off. it is for sure. It's actually I'm saying the other day, like I've been, I've had like a week here and there, like holidays and and, and stuff, but. The restaurant's always open. You're away, but there's always something. And like, I think a lot of people are the same. Like, they still check the nightly report or you know whatever. It's hard for them to completely detach. The idea that everything's shut, it's like it's a very nice feeling for sure. What are you going to um, be doing? I'm going to um, London for a week, and then I'm going to Spain for a few weeks. Delicious. Um, you are going yeah, to find yeah, lots I'm of inspiration there. Might see yeah. some Spanish inspiration on the new menu. Yeah, I don't know. Well. Thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. The final service is July 22nd. Yep. That's the final service. Yep. So get in quickly if you want a last yeah. little taste of the old view. It's due to reopen in October. So fingers crossed yeah. that everything goes to plan with that date. <laughs> uh, we can't wait to see what it looks like. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Thanks, you. That's it for today. You can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore melb. I'll be back again on Wednesday. Chat then. Listener.